Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Megan Landris. Megan, are you ready to do this? I think so. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do this. Megan is a certified student loan professional offering guidance to those that fall within the in-betweens on your own financially, but not yet at the point of financial freedom and need help getting to that point. I'm excited to have you on. Megan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. So I am born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, never really left. Went to Kennesaw State University and uh, now live uh, around SunTrust Park. So really close. I'm a big Braves fan. So if anyone, nice. any baseball fans out there. <laughs> um, but I, I went to school for finance specifically. I really enjoyed it when I worked. I did bookkeeping for a gym um, in college and really enjoyed it. And then started an internship at a personal financial planning firm uh, as I was working towards graduation and really liked the personal side of it. Um, and so that's that's kind of how I got into finance or financial planning in general. And I think where I'm at today, why I you know went after my CSLP license uh, or designation was because I felt like the majority of the younger folks or just newer folks in a profession, one of their biggest struggles um, was navigating how to how to pay down their student loan debt. Uh, that is a big problem in uh, today's society, I would think, um, maybe compared to decades and years before. Um, and it's just it's difficult to navigate. And it really sets people back on achieving other financial goals. So that's that's kind of where I'm at, why I'm I headed that direction. No, I appreciate that very much. And. I mean, I think that you're 100% right. Maybe it has been the last 10 years, but the cost of higher education has skyrocketed and the amount of loans. Mm -hmm. I think I read that there are something like 44 million borrowers with one, uh, $1.5 trillion in debt. So that's those are yeah. big numbers. Huge numbers. Yeah, and I mean, what that translates to, um, you know, the average American right now has about 30,000 uh, in student loan debt. And what that translates to is uh, about a 300, I think 390, $390 payment. So almost $400 a month people are paying towards their student loans to tackle that balance as soon as they step into their professional career or the start of their professional career, which is pretty significant, I would say. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. $400 a month is a ton. So that's money that uh, hopefully they are utilizing the degree and hopefully that that's money well spent. Um, but either way, it's still money that could be spent on a million other places. And imagine being able to put $400 a month into a retirement account at 22 years old and, and what that would look like long term. Right. So got mm -hmm. it. Um, and I, I want to talk a little bit later on about how maybe to counsel people on the front end of maybe not maybe find ways to avoid student loans. But when you, you, you are talking with those people who, I, I think you put it nicely, that they fall within the in-betweens. You're not on your own financially, but um, you're you're not quite at financial freedom, or you are on your own financially, but not yet at the point of financial freedom. So what does that conversation look like? How do you, how do you get started helping people figure this out? So when I start talking with folks, 
connect, um, who need to get a plan together. Um, really folks are, are scared. <laughs> they, they're not really sure how to navigate where to start or where, what to do, what the first step or what to even prioritize. And that can be difficult when you're, you know, finally out on your own and you are adulting, I guess you could say making your own money, but you're not really sure if you should be accelerating some debt or if you should be saving more, what your emergency savings should look like. Um, if you should be saving for retirement yet, cause it seems so far out. So, uh, it really comes, I mean, to get started with someone, I, I really start to narrow down what the main, uh, goals are and the main financial concerns are in the mix and what's keeping them up financially speaking at, you know, late at night, what is worrying them and then start to prior prioritize next steps and, and go from there. Got it. I think that certainly makes sense. So. I think that, that what we're talking also that like the vast majority of these people, 81% have had to put things on hold. So it's a matter of prioritizing what are the major pain points, what's really bothering you, but then it's putting a plan together. Are, are there a lot of options when, when, when it comes to paying student loans? Yeah. So if you have federal student loans, there are about eight repayment plans uh, that you can consider. Um, and if you're married, that <laughs> that definitely uh, multiplies. So yeah, there's a lot of different options or repayment plans that you can choose. It really comes down to one, what you qualify for, uh, two, what makes sense, you know, financially speaking, and what your goals are there. Um, so the rule of thumb to get started to really understand which direction you should start walking in to know how to tackle your student loan debt is you need to find out or you need to identify your goal. Are you trying to get out of student loan debt as soon as possible uh, to reduce the interest charge over time? And is that balance at a spot where that can be doable? Um, or do you have a very high debt to income ratio where your balance is extremely high compared to your income and will be for a period of time or for, you know, maybe the, maybe the long term? Um, that's where we need to start uh, honing in and, and understanding if we're going to try to start um, taking advantage of the forgiveness programs even in private sector, um, or if, if we want to start accelerating those payments. And then the other thing you need to consider when you're starting to tackle this is what your income trajectory looks like. Um, because within the federal system, most of the, the plan or, you know, about half of the repayment plans are income based. And so we need to have an idea of if you're going to have a slow and steady income, um, over time, or if you're going to have some huge jumps. That'll definitely directly correlate to what your payment is going to be in your timeline for paying off that student loan debt. So those are kind of the two things you should walk through first. You know, one, what your goals are with paying it down and two, uh, what your income trajectory is. Got it. What are, are the majority federal loans? Uh, the majority are, yes. Uh, most people run to federal funding or pulling out a federal student loan before they go to the private side. Usually people go to the private side when they have capped out on the federal funding um, for that given semester or a year or time frame. Um, so private debt is its own beast. Uh, you are <laughs> at the mercy of that lender. And right. um, it, it's just, it's a different, I mean, it, it's a, traditional debt 
you know, on the federal side of things, there are some perks and, you know, flexibilities that are not present with a normal debt. Um, you know, you can equate a private student loan to, you know, a personal loan or a credit card. You know, the interest is charged the same. Uh, the terms are similar. Um, and then, yeah, you're at the mercy of that specific lender. Got it. Okay. So we're sitting down with, with, with um, I think that you said that on average, it's $30,000 in student debt of those 44 million borrowers. borrowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're sitting down with, with, with that person. Let's assume that, that they're just just graduating and they're super proactive and they say, Megan, I, I really want a strategy here. Are, are you able to, is it a one-time decision on the payment schedule or the payment strategy or can, can you make changes to that once you already elected an option? So you can make changes and a lot of times folks will because when they get married or family changes or income changes, um, you know, it just makes sense to switch repayment plans at a, at a certain point in time. Um, but I will say the earlier you get on the right repayment plan for yourself and for your goals, uh, the better. Um, you know, if, if we're looking at, uh, if we're just going off of like an average balance of someone who's got 30000 they've got a decent income and they have you know, they can expect a decent income trajectory over time, no huge jumps, but steadily increasing over time. Um, that person would likely want to prioritize paying off that student loan debt as soon as they can. Um, now they can go on an income based plan, which, uh, is specifically derived from their adjusted gross income or their discretionary income. Uh, there's some technicalities there, but, um, it's it's directly correlated to their income. So as their income increases, their payment slowly increases. Um, and for that, I mean, it's hard to know when you're actually going to be out of that debt <laughs> if you don't okay. have a specific term. You know, if it's based off of your income, it changes every single year. You have to recertify your income each year. So uh, that's why having the right plan in place from the beginning and kind of have that having that projection out. Um, is, is good to have just so you have an idea of, okay, well, if I'm on this plan and it's based off of, you know, 10% of my discretionary income, if I accelerate this payment by X amount, I can be out of debt by this year. So, uh, that's, that's part of like my, that's part of exactly what I do, you know, just helping people navigate when they want to be out of debt, what the best strategy is to get out of debt and, uh, what to expect along the way, you know, what wrenches could be thrown in. Um, again, marriage is, a, is sure. not a wrench, but it definitely impacts the plan. So, <laughs> Got it. Okay. So let's, let's go through a couple of different scenarios because I think it's starting to make sense for me. Um, let's, let's assume that, that, that I took out federal loans and now I'm a optometrist and mm-hmm. I'm, I've got, you know, $150,000 of, of loans and I don't really have any designs to pay it off quickly. So I'm going off the income repayment or the income based, uh, deal. Does it automatically get forgiven after 20 years or am I making that up? So, uh, there are two time frames on the private sector. 20 years is if you did not have graduate loans. 25 years is if you did have graduate loans. Um, so if you do make payments on an income-based plan over that 20 or 25 year time frame, 
and there's a balance left over, yes, it is forgiven. Uh, however, on the private side of things, when you work in private sector, that forgiven debt is then taxable to you as income in the year that it's forgiven. So let's say, again, you started with the balance of 150000 You pay on an income-based plan for the next 20 or 25 years. Let's say you have 20000 that's forgiven after that time frame. That $20,000 is then added to your income for that year, and you have to pay taxes on it based on your income level at that point. Okay, got it. Now, is that also true of, of the federal loans, or is that just on the private side? Yeah, that's all on the on the federal side of things. Private side of things, there are no forgiveness opportunities. So no. if you have a private student loan debt um, or a private student loan balance, you've got to pay that balance off. Um, that's no never going away. There. Right. <laughs> got it. Well, if you got the right repayment strategy, it should go away. But yes, got it. <laughs> Won't be forgiven. Okay, so un- un- under that scenario of one hundred fifty thousand dollars, let's just assume that it's twenty years. Um, and mm-hmm. the, at the end of 20 years, um, so I'm, I'm doing the income based, I'm certifying my income every year. Is that, am, am I correct in assuming that that is the, the lowest monthly, uh, monthly payment that I'll make based on that formula? Um, do you mean for income? Yes. Like if you're on an income based plan? Um, it, yeah, with that size balance, I would assume so. Yes. And it, it depends on your income too. So if this profession paid you know two hundred thousand dollars no it's not going to be the lowest payment because it's based off of that two hundred thousand dollar income level um but the majority of the time yes that's that's typically the lowest um or that's the flexibility you have with the federal system is making your payment proportionate to your income which usually is less than what a standard plan would spit out or like a regular um payment would split out, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly. Okay. And then on the flip side of that, let's say I have $20,000 of student loans and I'm making a decent income and I just want to attack, uh, attack that debt. Mm -hmm. Can we put a plan together and actually amortize it out over, let's say five years, or do you just help them figure out how much you need to be paying to, to eliminate that debt? Both. So you could definitely, if you had a balance, you know, like you said, of 20000 with a very high income, a very nice income, and you just wanted to hammer it, get it taken care of as soon as possible. Um, that is sometimes a situation where if we have federal student loans, I may suggest looking at privatizing that or refinancing into a private student loan at that point. Um now, the, the considerations there are, one, to do that, uh, the purpose of doing that would be it would, it would potentially reduce our interest rate. Uh, right now, with federal loans being anywhere between you know, 5% to, I've seen you know, some parent plus loans at almost 12%, um, sometimes it can make sense to refinance into a private loan if they're offering to reduce your interest rate. Um, and if that's the case, then yes, you can amortize that over you know a five-year time frame, um, six-year time frame. But if we're privatizing, then we we definitely have to have good credit. Uh, that's what on the private side of things matters uh, to get a lower interest rate and to get favorable terms. So if you know your your credit is garbage, <laughs> that might not be sure. an option. 
but if you've got good credit and you're you're seriously wanting to get this out of the mix as soon as possible and reduce the interest charge over time, that's definitely the direction uh, to go. And that's something that I would help with as well. Got it. Nice. You referenced uh, these federal loans might have a 5% interest rate up to 12% for Parent Plus. My, mm-hmm. my guess would be Parent Plus means that my that my folks are like co-signing with me or is that not? No. So there's okay. actually uh, within the federal system, parents can take out uh, a federal student loan for their children um, and their parent or their, their children are not even on the loan. Uh-huh. It is benefiting that child. Um, but with parent plus loans, they have a lot more uh, flexibility as far as how much they can borrow which is kind of a good and bad thing because, um, you know, they, they can pull out a much higher amount than a student could within the federal system. Um, but on the, on the flip side of that, the downside is they typically have a much higher interest rate associated with that. And then it's forever the parent's responsibility. Right. They can't switch ownership back to the child at any point. So. Got it. That, that's interesting. I would almost assume that since it was a parent, that it would be lower interest rate. But yeah. But like so many things, Megan, I'm just not right about stuff all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I hear a lot of people talking about how you can't discharge student loans in bankruptcy. Is that a mm-hmm. true statement or is that subjective? It is very difficult to do so. Um, you have to prove that you have no income earning potential now and for you know, the foreseeable future. So that's very difficult to do so. Um, And so I, I, there are not very many cases where student loan debt has been forgiven or discharged, unfortunately. Got it. But if I had some kind of a disability, that would be an example of it potentially. Yes. Yes. And recently what's interesting is the 2018 tax uh, changes helped a little bit with getting student loan debt discharged for death and disability previously before 2018 uh if you were deemed disabled and you got a balance forgiven you were still taxed on that forgiven balance um which doesn't make sense no but since the the current tax change that that is no longer uh the case (laughs) so fair enough a little bit of humanity added to the system so appreciate that a little bit yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Megan, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So I think my difference-making tip when it comes to putting together your repayment strategy for your student loans would be due diligence is key and time is of the essence. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And Megan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, so I have a website, uh, financialcoachmegan.com, and I spell my name weird, so my name is spelled M-E-A-G-A-N. My mom says it's the southern way to spell Megan, so <laughs> that's that's where you can find me. Financial Coach Megan, I like it. All right. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Megan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Financial Coach Megan. I will list that in the notes of the show as well. Thank you again, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!